0: 90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Highland.
1: Well, that's us. I'm Sharon. That's Kelly. That's Adam. How are you guys doing?
0: Yo, yo, homie Joe yeah adam should never write rap music ever (laughs) Mm -mm. yeah bro fail Uh, (laughs) homie joe (laughs) well okay can i tell the true story here oh i'm glad there is a story (laughs) yeah because
2: there needs to be one
0: (laughs) i just googled um 90s ways to say hello (laughs) oh wow and so i'm on this page with a bunch of expression from the 90s and there's yo yo homie joe which means basically saying hello my good friend what is happening with you <laughs> um
2: <laughs> as someone who lived through the 90s and wasn't two uh i don't ever recall sharon you can correct me if i'm wrong i don't ever recall us saying uh, that in the '90s. nope
1: <laughs> <laughs> and i think that crystal waters would agree
2: oh, in a negative
1: gosh. fashion of course but uh, yo, yo, homie, Joe. Well, I think a greater concern <laughs> is that after all these shows, Adam, you uh, needed to <laughs> check with a, a website to find out how to greet us.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Better late than never, they say.
2: Well, you know what? Every week, Adam needs to now greet us from oh, this yeah. website.
0: Oh, good call. There's not a lot of ways to yeah. say hello, but I'll, I'll find something.
1: Okay, well, Great. pressure's on there. Yeah, all call right,
0: homie Joe. <laughs> uh,
2: before you do the lineup, Sharon, I just have to tell you because this falls into this, um, my parents are looking for some uh, employees for the farm for this summer, and so my better half was on uh, this thing. and I, I'm assuming they have this all ap- across the planet on Facebook, but there's a, a Facebook g- group I think for each town called like Spotted Montreal or Spotted Terrebonne yeah. or whatever. Anyway, so she was on the one for our town. And uh, she found a woman who was looking for a job on a farm. So this is great. So I message this uh, person. And um, I'm like, can you direct uh, message me back? Uh, My parents are looking for someone. Like, maybe they can interview you. So the person who writes back is not the lady. It's her girlfriend. uh, And she starts her uh, communique with me. Cuckoo. She actually writes that (laughs) in a Facebook message. I don't. I don't know, because I think cuckoo is if you're like a good friend, right, Adam? Because yeah. you are of the French-Canadian persuasion. I would not so use I've that in a professional
0: email, ever.
2: No. Mm-mm, no. So, No. And then the best thing, too, is then uh, my better half decides that, well, she needs to Facebook stalk these people a little bit <laughs> to see what they're about, if they're going to start with cuckoo, <laughs> like, this is how we're starting. And so we find out that the lady uh, who would want the job um has a facebook slogan and i didn't even know you could have a facebook slogan unless you're like a website like us you mm-hmm. know or whatever um like ours would be still happening hers is f the world and the haters oh, too wow <laughs> Needless to say, she will not be the newest employee oh, of man. the Alexander Family Holy Farm.
1: Nothing says uh, your uh, resume is not going to make it to the top of the pile like "f you" <laughs> and the horse you rode in on, or whatever she wrote. That might have actually uh, ingratiated her a little bit more had she tailored it, you know, yeah. to include yeah. farm animals.
2: Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> But I wanted Adam to hear this because of the cuckoo, like, which to me is a very, like, it's a, it's a personal greeting, not a, hi, this is my first communique with a potential job opportunity.
1: Wow. Well, it was a fair warning because she sounds like she might yeah. be cuckoo herself. <laughs> Whoa. Well, good luck. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Life on the farm, eh? Well, we yep. got sad news this week. If I could just drag the the uh, dark cloud in for a second. Uh, about DMX, so we're going to talk yeah. about him yep. and, uh, and, and the impact that he had on uh, the world, period. Um, and it looks like we're going to have to wait a little longer for new music from Queen with Adam Lambert, but not for lack of trying, so we'll talk about that. And more music news, but this one's more about a good news, bad news scenario, um, about the state of... Uh, the world of how we access music and uh, and acquire it and download it and all that stuff. But one one of the great perspectives on uh, the state of uh, of that world. Uh, and also our top two is going to come from an artist who announced back in 2019 that she had decided not to make albums anymore, but she's not finished making music. So we'll talk about that. Kelly's got some b- bursting
2: Bobby Brown news. And of course, we've got Kelly's trivia. So where are we at with that, Kel? 25 to 10. Adam finally broke double digits last mm-hmm. week. And I believe Jamie <sighs> sent a message to our Facebook nice. account. Uh, our good friend Jamie from the UK, who was ecstatic <laughs> that uh, Adam uh, was able to get 10 points. So it's 25 to 10, 25 to 10. Thank
0: you so much, Jamie. We have
1: really done a good job in, uh, in building the, uh, the anticipation, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> th- thanks indeed to Jamie for checking us out and hanging in there because yeah. it took a bit of time.
0: <laughs> it <laughs> took a few shows.
1: <laughs>
0: I think it took three shows. Good we job. We teased it for three weeks. <sighs> well, we're
1: back at it today. So yeah, Enjoy it while you have it. We we have greater <laughs> expectations for you to climb the double digits now. Yeah. Um. So we got sad news about DMX this week, and actually, it's been a rough couple of weeks for um for after DMX suffered a heart attack back on April second and uh the hip hop world is uh has been sharing their thoughts and sending their vibes. Aliyah had worked with him on uh, Romeo Must Die back obviously a number of years ago now, but it was her mom that shared her wishes on Instagram, right?
2: Yeah, she wanted to make sure that everyone knew, I guess, what a special person um, DMX was, and she actually called him, of course, by his real name, and said that uh, Earl, you still had and still have a heart of gold. You and baby girl will meet again with all the beautiful, beautiful people we have lost. We will never forget your kindness. Never exclamation mark! Blessing to your family or eternally. So
1: yeah, and his own his own family really nice statement message. reflected their sadness too, obviously. But uh, it went on to describe him. Uh, like this, quote, Earl was a warrior who fought till the very end. He loved his family with all of his heart, and we cherish the time, times we spent with him. Earl's music inspired countless fans across the world, and his iconic legacy will live on forever. We appreciate all the love and support during this incredibly difficult time. Um, and talk about a big family. Not just, uh, you know, the, the one that he came out of, but the one that he created – Fifteen kids.
2: That's 15, a lot of children. Yeah. That is a lot of children. And you know what's uh, sad? Well, the, all of this is sad, but the the element that I always find appalling in situations like this, whether it's a celebrity passing away or a news story where, um, you know, maybe there's been a tragedy and people try to take advantage, there's now stories circulating, and the family, I believe, had to put out a statement saying, we uh, have not started a fund to have you help us pay for the funeral. So if you see, like, a GoFundMe or whatever, that's not us. We have his funeral covered. So it's, like, it's so ridiculous that a family who is grieving has to go through that. And I don't know if you remember this, Sharon, but back, I think it was in 2012, after that Newtown tragedy with the little kids that passed away, um, I remember just being incredulous and appalled and saddened and any other word you can use to put into that group um, that those families had to put out statements saying we have not asking for money like if you see this like we don't need you to help pay for our little child's funeral like it was just it was so gross like so gross and this is again falling into that category and then there's already other rumors going on um saying that beyonce and jay-z are gonna pay 10 million dollars for the masters to some of his recordings and then give that money or give the masters to the family so they can reap the royalty rewards off that. That is false. That has been also had to, um, or ha- the family had to acknowledge that, that that is a false claim. So it's like, this is only days after he's passed away and they're having to worry about this garbage. You know, it's really gross.
1: People, I, 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 I appreciate uh, of myself, I am happy that every time that we hear a story like this, I'm shocked. Because I I, yeah. I think that I still have faith and hope in the world. But at the same time, you're like, come on. It's not even been like two weeks, you know? that, yeah. And people are just mm-hmm. waiting, which means that they've been praying with uh, the EY, not the AY, um, until something bad happens and then they pounce on a family that's sad. Like, that's, it's gross. Yeah. And you really, you, you often don't get to see uh, karma do its thing. You just know that... Uh, you know, what goes around comes around. But you really just hope that 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 the people that put the bad out into the world, you know, kind of have to reap the the same. You know, yeah,
2: that they get an exclamation mark on their situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's I just it's really appalling when, especially this. Obviously, this situation with DMX was not expected. You know, this was again nothing has been confirmed yet. But uh, you know, TMZ was reporting immediately that it was uh, a heart attack based off of a drug overdose and they usually get it right now again at the moment it's not confirmed so they could be wrong but tmz usually nails it Mm -hmm. on the head and so this obviously is just a tragedy in so many regards for the family and then to have to deal with idiots coming out of the woodwork trying to reap financial gain over the death of their beloved it's just yeah the the only word i can think of that that is not an um expletive is gross it's
1: ugly buggers I have I have other words that I would use off mic.
2: <laughs> don't do it, Sharon. Beep. We're a clean show. Yeah.
1: We don't yeah. have an e beside our show name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, however, getting to the point where uh, two of the uh, opponents here are in double digits, there have been colorful words used getting us to this point. <laughs> but <laughs> the, uh, the competition wages on. How about we do Kelly uh, some trivia?
0: 90s. Now, trivia. Bing bong. Bing
2: bong. Your names are your buzzers, currently sitting at 25 to 10 in Sharon's favor. Question number one What were the first and last names of the two FBI special agents on the X Files? So I need, like, the name Kelly Alexander. You know what I mean? Like, I need their first and last name. So the two agents, what were their names on X Files? Sharon? You look trepidatious, Sharon. I think
1: I've got three of the four names. Okay. Uh, is it Fox Mulder or Loxer? It's Fox, right? Oh, you're, you're right You're right on that one. Mulder and Scully. So let's call her Candy. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Candy Scully? Why not? That sounds like a great <laughs> character name. It's more of a stage name. Yeah. Wow! I don't even know where to go with that, Adam. uh, Did you even know any of them? I
0: I only know their last names. I have no idea of their first names. Okay,
2: so no points on that one. The correct answer: Carol, Carol, (laughs) Carol, 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 Scully. Scully?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's my second guess. What's the answer? Fox
2: Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. I would have got there.
1: Mm. Yeah, (laughs) I went Candy Carol. I was going to move to the D's. (laughs)
2: <laughs> right, it was it was imminent. It was imminent. Uh, so, still twenty five to ten. Question number two: What year did Ellen DeGeneres' sitcom Ellen premiere? Sharon, Sharon again, trepidatious a bit. Nineteen ninety four. Correct. Oh. Yeah. Adam, did you have a clue?
0: Boom. I was gonna go for nineteen ninety five.
2: And you would have been wrong. I would have
0: been wrong. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, I really liked that show. Did you watch that show, Sharon? Uh,
1: The one that was first called These Friends of Mine? Oh, right. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good thing they changed that because there was a bigger show coming (laughs) called Friends. Uh, I did watch that show and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it too. I love that uh, the character that was her best, or one of the characters that was her best friends uh, went on to be Janice on Friends. Oh, right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the male friend.
2: Didn't he be- go on to Entourage or something? I think so. I think he's I Canadian like also
1: it. is what I was getting at.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right. It's what's his face. Uh, he did. He was on Entourage. <laughs> he was the main. He was the main dude in Entourage. But what's I can't his remember. face
1: from Entourage from Canada? Go, Adam,
2: go find find that guy. <laughs> Um, uh, I also liked her
1: little friend uh, who used, the mousy one, the mousy one who uh, <laughs> who who used to refer to Ron Palillo, yeah, and then she ended up dating Ron Palillo and called him yeah. that on the show. So Ron Palillo, for anybody uh, not old enough to remember sitcoms from the seventies, was Horshack in Welcome Back, Cotter.
2: Oh, back in the day, back
0: in the dizzle. So Do you have the uh, answer? Adam? Is it Adrian Grenier? No nope. Jeremy mm-hmm. Piven.
2: Jeremy Piven.
1: There oh, we go. All oh, right. There was the, okay. I'm I'm confusing my Ellen. Oh yeah, shows. you had
2: he. She had the other friend too. Because didn't he replace Jeremy Piven? Because I don't think Jeremy yeah. stayed on all four seasons. You're right. He was on at the or beginning or whatever. So that's. Uh, but remember, like back in yeah. '97 when it was like the big gay reveal episode, and it was such a Oprah great. Was on it? it
1: was such so well done that reveal.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so funny oh, at man. the airport. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Laura Dern was the uh, love interest.
2: Oh yeah, that was awesome. And Oprah uh, caught heck for months after oh, that for, sure. for doing that. Imagine it that. was so ridiculous because the world wasn't
1: ready for people to be happy with themselves. <laughs>
2: exactly, and it's crazy that in 2020 it's still an issue. Yeah. Or 2021, <laughs> I should say. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Kelly, it's 2021.
2: I'm still on ice from last year. I'm in a holding pattern because I never got to celebrate my last my last birthday. Uh-oh. So I'm still I'm still waiting.
1: <laughs> now you've already got one um, under your belt.
2: There we go. Another so, yeah, one. exactly. 26 to 10. And actually, oh, yeah, so we still have a week to go before the big Sharon birthday. So we'll be able to wish you happy birthday next week. Oh, great. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: that'll be great.
2: Uh, Fancy. And, all right. I'm heading into you, an
1: Sharon. odd year, which, you know, I describe as not as cute as the even year. So I'm, I have to get my head around it. <laughs>
0: You'll be fine. I'm sure I will, Sharon. Especially since the last
1: year, fiscally has also been odd, (laughs) right? I know it's that kind of podcast, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We really cover everything. Uh, So here's more music stuff, though, because the remaining members of Queen, which are Mm -hmm. just two guys now, Brian May, guitar player extraordinaire, and uh, drummer Roger Taylor. Um, well, they got into some recording sessions with Adam Lambert because they'd always talked about making new music in that regard. And uh, ultimately nothing's clicking the way that they'd like to. And it was the article that we read about this, uh, about the interview that Brian May had done is just so, it's classy because it's Brian May and he's wonderful, but he's like 72, 73. So the answer is like, a proper 72, 73 year seventy-three-year-old. It's just so polite, as to mm-hmm. why you know it could have been like that's ah, not working, you know. But it's yeah. well, <laughs> it's just not hitting the button as we'd hoped, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Uh Well, I don't yeah. love that. He's to- so
2: cool. I oh, like yeah. I um I follow him on social media, and I don't always catch him in my feed, but when I do, like I always stop because. He usually has something either profound or funny to say. And I just think he's like, he's like a cool cat. Like, he's awesome. And he's
1: really smart, too. Yeah. An intelligent... um,
2: And I love that he's kept that hair. Ah, it's amazing. It's it's an amazing (laughs) hairstyle. Same
1: style. It's just changed colors over the years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And speaking of socials, like you say, he's fairly active on Instagram, which is cool, Mm -hmm. because he's done, like, uh, uh, challenges where he plays something and people will play against him kind of thing. Um, and then post it to their own uh, uh, social media. But what he said was, quote, I'm a performer and performers are all struggling to be heard, aren't they? And in this new situation that we are in now, the only way to be heard is on the social media sites. And so Instagram has become a little platform for me to play on, end quote. Isn't that awesome? I think it's amazing when any generation can grasp onto something uh, yep. New and forward moving, but especially someone who's already as cool as Brian May. That's yeah.
2: It, it makes me think of my mother, who again, as we've talked about, like she's younger than him, and she's like Facebook, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. meanwhile, he's like doing all these, you know, things on Instagram, and you know, it's just he's he's. Yeah, I don't know if he's on TikTok that because I'm new to that platform, as we know. Uh, so I haven't found him yet. But on Instagram, he's enjoyable. But uh, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, good times at the ranch.
1: <laughs> um, it cuckoo. Anyways, back to. <laughs> oh, and you see, we're friends, and that's why you can call me yeah. that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the next time you come to work, when I see you, that's how you're going to come into my studio, and I'll be like, cuckoo. cuckoo. I call my dogs that sometimes. Oh,
1: <laughs> cuckoo. You know, not because they're nuts, but clearly <laughs> this woman was.
2: I just love that that's the first way she thought she should communicate for a job opportunity.
1: <laughs> so imagine if she was able to come in for like an in-person interview. She would open the door. Cuckoo. Like yeah. a real cuckoo <laughs> clock. Oh, my. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. not to you, are sure. over that. So um, more music news. In a recent interview, Nile Rogers, mm. musician, producer extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh, one of the founding members of Chic. He's gone on to work with basically everybody in the music industry. Um, He was speaking the truth about music streaming services and the fact that surfaces? Services. Services. (laughs) <laughs> the hard V in that one, not <laughs> services. Uh, the fact that while he thinks the uh, services themselves do a really good job distributing the product in such an effective and wonderful way, it's the labels that are perpetuating the issues that need to be addressed, like equity and the artists getting what they deserve, which is uh, not exactly news. News, you know, that's mm-hmm. sort of been the, uh, the way it is. And they make it seem, I think, from... From my perspective, I think it it seems like, oh, well, the record company's really done a great job by uh, making things available and, and sort of getting into the groove of, um, of you know, streaming sites and and making stuff available. Like, it's a no-brainer, right? But yeah. I think what they continue to do, in my opinion, is that they continue to, like he says, perpetuate the issue, which is that the artist doesn't get what they're deserving of money-wise, fair share-wise. Record companies are doing just fine, but the artists don't see uh, as much as they should, and they certainly don't see it as quickly as they should with with uh, streaming sites.
2: Yeah, and you have to be like a massive artist to even do relatively well. Like you have to be a Katy Perry or a Drake or a The Weeknd or so, you know somebody that's big that's going to get so many uh, streams that it'll turn into something decent. So if you're a mid range or like, burgeoning act, forget it. Which doesn't make sense. you're not making your money there. That's not fair. No, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I I know that, uh, because I follow um, uh, this guy named Ross Golan, who uh, is a songwriter in the States, and uh, he is a very big advocate and has helped push through legislation, and I think is even trying to push through more so that songwriters are being remunerated uh, properly. Mm -hmm. um, Because they also are not making... Like, he was pretty... Forthcoming. I remember a couple of years ago because he helped write um, Florida's. I think uh, my house, and that became a massive, massive song. Like we were playing it all kinds on my station, and I think he, who I believe penned most of it, uh, made sixty thousand dollars. Well,
1: that's ridiculous.
2: And that's like you know people still probably spin that. You know what I mean?
1: So like, well, the idea too is that depending on what sort of deal you've signed, if he signed a deal to write the song and give it off then yeah. maybe you want to check what you're signing before you, you actually sign. Yeah. But there is a, a, there always is a bit of a loophole in the system, in the ju- judicial system, at least in the states, where they can readdress, you know, like it seems hard and fast on a contract, but there's, you know, a way to sort of to uh, reintroduce it as a, as a subject. Um, yeah. But it shouldn't have to get to that point where no. you have to think down the line oh. of, well, we'll end up in court and we'll figure it out then. Like that's a huge waste of time because... Uh, the only people that uh, make money when it has to get to a court situation are the lawyers. And why should they get money? Like, figure your stuff out, you know?
2: A thousand percent. Yeah. The other
1: thing, though, that he was saying about, um, uh, well, part of the quote is that artists and writers are not remunerated properly or equally. They do not get their fair share of the pie. To fix this, we need to have transparency and artists should be paid on a license, not a sale alongside this songwriters should be getting a much bigger share as they are delivering the key ingredient and what he goes he goes on to say that what we don't even know what a stream is worth which is ridiculous and who is not um uh fostering an interest in getting that uh, solution would be the record companies why would they they don't they, they don't stand to make as much if they come up with a solution or an equation as to how much a stream is worth but think of like the award shows that, uh, you know, acknowledge YouTube views. uh, And of course, streaming is a big thing. And it's, it's huge. So that there's no equation to figure out how much a stream is worth so that the, the songwriters and the artists can get, you know, their fair share is ridiculous, but it's so obvious. And so when he says that transparency is needed, Yes, it is, because it's transparent that uh, these record companies are not, they're not doing anything to make it fairer or fair period. Yep. Exactly. But who's going to do it? Like, it, it has to take, you know, artists of his stature to get some attention. That's ridiculous.
2: We need Taylor Swift on the case. Swiftie? <laughs> you got Swiftie on the phone? She'd make, she'd make it happen.
1: <laughs> get Swiftie on the phone.
0: Yeah, Swift. (laughs) Well, didn't Taylor Swift not have her music on streaming platforms in the beginning? Probably.
2: There was something about that a couple of years ago about
0: not like the those platforms not paying enough money. So
2: yeah. Well, and now like I love her that out of spite, basically. uh, And I mean, she has every right to do this, but it's just funny because knowing and Sharon and I and and Adam too know how like she can just get when she's on a roll. And she's obviously was very upset with Scooter Braun buying her um, rights Mm -hmm. to her masters. So she just dropped, I think, uh, one of the albums, or is about to drop one of the albums that she has now re-recorded so that she can have the masters. Oh, she
0: went through with it. Cool. Oh, yeah.
2: So she's, uh, so she, but like the, the amount of work that she has gone through to redo this stuff. Like, of I read course. this article where, like, all of her band members, because uh, she had session players, I guess, before. So all of her band members are now fully, like, on this with her as this project. And I mean, it's a, a good time to do it because of the pandemic and they can't tour. So she's taken advantage of her time. But, like, everything is down to a T. Like, they haven't done alternate versions. I don't think it's, like, legitimate re recording of how she did it X amount of years ago. Don't
1: put Swifty in a corner. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's gonna scrap her way out of that corner. Uh, n- yeah. Not to mention, I mean, it's, it's. I think it's fine that we call her Swifty because it's built into her name. But uh, the grown man that uh, she had been arguing with is named Scooter. So, at what point yeah, are you not true. Scooter? After you after grade four. <laughs> <laughs> Just asking for a friend. Um. Uh. What was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna talk about Cheryl Crow. Why? Because right. she's the artist that hasn't, uh, or that announced back in 2019 that she wasn't going to be making albums anymore. And then 2020 hit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to a to a giant, no kidding. Uh, yeah. But her point at the time was that uh, she was going to make singles, you know, just release them as she saw fit. Uh, versus having, again, probably a different side or different approach to, you know, another record company complaint. This way they don't get to control your output. You can just release a single. Because why not? Because yeah. why not? Here you go, YouTube. And furthermore, before we get to Cheryl Crow, our friend Jason Rockman, who is uh, one of the driving forces behind Kings of Quarantine, uh, who put together these great cover versions of songs, and they have these amazing artists that uh, cover other people's songs, and they're doing it for roadie relief. And he was talking about not putting the songs on, on streaming platforms, because the money doesn't come as quick. It takes a long time for, like you said, for an artist to get their share. So mm-hmm. in this case, when they're trying to help, you know, roadies who have been completely sidelined, like a lot of other people over the course of the past year plus, out of a job and uh, with no live music, no live concerts uh, in the in the way that we uh, are used to them, these folks need help. So this way, he says he puts it on through YouTube, and it, it's a faster return, so the the roadies actually get their money quicker. So awesome! So there's an awareness for sure. So back to Cheryl Crow, we're going to do a top two from Cheryl Crow because it struck me that this would be a solid challenge. Just picking absolutely. two, absolutely. Man, she's been she at it so for what
2: thirty years now. Well, she uh, she was a Michael Jackson uh, backup vocalist. Precisely. Correctly. She
1: toured with Michael.
2: She's got it all happening. She sang the female parts on "I Just Can't Stop Loving You." It's like she's here. I know. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, are you starting?
0: Uh, I'll start. I'll start with uh, Every Day is a Winding Road.
2: Nice. Uh, Very nice.
0: That I love. And I have to put, because that song, because it puts me in such a great mood, All I Want to Do. Nice. Good picks. Is have some fun.
2: Uh, So I'll bounce off of Adam. I love and adore All I Want to Do. Like The minute, if that ever comes on, on like a 90s station or whatever, like. Crank the volume yeah. immediately. Yeah, do a like shoulder shake. Just, I do a shoulder shake, and I'm like, and it just it transports me immediately back to that time. It's one of those songs that immediately takes you there. And then uh, my number two choice, I love the song. A change would do you good. I think it's awesome. Oh, that's so fun,
1: mm. really fun,
2: good jam. Um, I wanted to, I will
1: say, and it's not a surprise. Adam and I have picked again the same song. <laughs> Every day is a winding road. Because it's just got such a great charge to it, and it's positive, and
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I also picked my favorite mistake.
2: Oh, that's a good one. Because it's yeah. got
1: such a it's a sexiness to it, but it's like a, a a strong female take on a hey, what you know? Like it's always the guy that gets the uh, the sense of bravado, but this mm-hmm. is like a her acknowledging that <laughs> while this was a mistake,
2: it was pretty good. <laughs> I wonder if that was her Lance Armstrong time together. Ooh.
1: But I would also like to give honorable mention to a song called Home, Uh which was on that second album. And it was, uh, for me, just this poignant moment in my career where I was coming back. I had uh, went to school out of city and then got a job in radio. My first job was in Ottawa. So I was there for, you know, two and a half years working. And uh, then I came back and I was given this shot to work at the station that I'm still at. Uh, but I had to do like a kind of a live audition. So I went home to do um, uh, an overnight shift and gave the air check in and all that. I think it was just like the final step.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so this and they paid they gave me a train ticket to come oh, to awesome. come in. So I was listening to my Cheryl uh, Crow CD on my portable CD player. <laughs> this is this story is in black and white, by the way. And uh, <laughs> And I just remember looking out the window of the train, it was like sunset. I was gonna my mom was gonna pick me up at the train station. But the song that stuck out of that train ride was home. Oh because mm. it's got such a it's just such a it's a down tempo but beautiful paced. Picture painting kind of song, and it just I remember the sunset of the day that I was on the train listening to that song. So, honorable mention to that. That way, in this top two feature, I actually pick three. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And you're welcome. And look at that full show, full show. Full oh, frontal show. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's time to say a goodbye, homie Joes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yo. Yeah. Is that a thing? You might have to Google how to say goodbye to your friends in the nineties too. <laughs>
0: hey, homie Joe. Yo,
1: yo. <laughs> uh, oh God. <laughs> so until the next greeting, Ala nineties. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Kel. Thanks, Sharon. And thank you guys for listening to Nineties Now. Still happening.